You're listening to episode 189 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how shorter distances can make you a faster marathoner. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners, and welcome to episode 189, and Happy New Year! My name is Letty. My name is Ryan. And we're the hosts of the Marathon Running Podcast, a weekly podcast. Thanks again for tuning in if this is not your first time. If this is your first time, we have our resolution, which is to bring value to your runs and make everyone smile. That's a great resolution, Letty. Hopefully everyone listening's resolution is to run more and they've come here to learn about running. Yes, run more, run faster, or run however it makes you happy, right? That is the most important. Exactly. We love running so much. Running is such a great sport for everyone, all ages. So no matter what your goal is for this year, it's going to be absolutely awesome. However, if your goal is to run a little bit faster than last year, then you have come to the right place. What are we talking about today? So today we are going to talk to coach Chris Knighton about how focusing on short distances, specifically we're talking the mile, how focusing on that for just a month a year could make you into a much faster runner than you already are. That sounds exciting. I know with working out, they always say very, you know, change it up, make it different so your body doesn't get used to it. And I'm sure the same applies to running. Exactly. And that's what Coach Chris was mentioning too. He was talking about challenging oneself and how that'll help you from becoming stagnant in your race times because how could you run faster if your mile time doesn't get better? It does make sense the way that he explains it in the podcast. So I will just leave it at that and leave it to um, the experts like we usually do. So how's your running been going so far? My running has been fine. I've stayed injury free and I'm ramping up the mileage a little bit. I've got the Tokyo Marathon coming up at the beginning of March. That'll be your first time in Tokyo, right? It will be. And I'm super bummed that you and the kids aren't coming with me. Hopefully in the future we'll come to more. But I think it might be distracting when you're in a new city. and A lot of exciting things to see. But hopefully you can focus and go fast. We'll try to do that. And hopefully with the help of Chris Knighton, that'll be possible. You want to get into it? Yeah. So without any further ado, I'm now going to play our conversation with Chris Knighton. All right. So I'm on with Chris Knighton. Chris, thank you so much for joining me again for yet another episode with our podcast. Hey, Eddie. Thank you for having me back on. Of course. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about incorporating speed training or particularly running or training for a faster mile during your marathon training and how that will actually make you faster. So before we hop into that, let's talk about how you came up with this idea of incorporating speed training for that mile as you target the marathon as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the basic premise of it is, is that most adult marathoners have really underdeveloped speed. 
in addition to coaching adults for distance races like the half and the marathon, I'm also a high school coach. And in high school, the kids that I coach from the age of 15 to 19 for four years train for very short races. They train for the 800 meters, the one mile, the longest distance race they run is 5k. And they do that for four years. Over that four-year period, they're really developing as athletes. They're focusing more on quality running than just sheer quantity. And they're making sure that every mile they do and every workout they do counts. And what this leads to is a very well-rounded, strong, and fast athlete who, when they then, after high school, go into college and then into adulthood, move up to longer distances, they're going to be running with better running form. Um, they're going to be faster, which is going to help them run longer distances faster and more prepared to take on those longer distances. But the thing is, most adults who get into running, and, and me included, I didn't start running until I was 25. Most adults move pretty quickly through the distance running ranks and get to that half marathon and marathon distance. You know, a, a lot of folks see the distance as the primary goal. So they start running, maybe they run for a few months and then they say, Hey, I'm going to do a 5K. They do the 5K and then someone's like, Oh, you should go longer. Maybe you should do a 10K. So they do that. And then the half marathon's on their mind and maybe they train a little bit more for the half, do that. And then, you know, that, that kind of itch in the back of their mind of, Oh, I always wanted to do a marathon is there. And, the marathon really is the the glory distance running event for for so many of us um you know adult runners so then they move on to the marathon and what most adults are lacking is really spending a a, a significant amount of time focusing on getting faster at shorter distances before they move up and and this leads to a whole lot of opportunity for for adult runners to get faster if they focus on it That makes complete sense. Yeah. As adults, we don't spend a lot of time running 5Ks. And it's exactly like you said, the couch to 5K. And then after that, it's trying to do a 10K. So we don't do that. And in our minds, we feel more accomplished and probably, you know, that's societal too, that we're more accomplished when we've done that big marathon rather than just being a, you know, the 5K runner of the city. So with that said, off the air last time we spoke about you saying something like chasing two rabbits at the same time and how that is not possible because obviously we're talking about people that are running marathons next year and are not willing to give up the distance yet at the same time this is something that they want to do how is it possible uh to to do both at the same time yeah so i'm a big believer that you can't really you can't train both your speed and your endurance at the same exact time. You need to focus on one or the other. And the problem with just doing marathon after marathon after marathon is that the marathon is primarily a test of endurance. It's a relatively low intensity pace. It's below your lactic threshold. It's essentially purely aerobic. It is a test of endurance the the main limiting factors are like skeletal muscular breakdown hitting the wall due to low glycogen running out of fuel it's not a huge test of your speed and when you train for it you really need to get specific 
in what you're doing with long, long runs, tempo runs that are going to make marathon pace more comfortable. You're really putting speed on the back burner. And I would even say by marathon training, multiple cycles in a row, you're actually diminishing your speed and you're probably diminishing your running form because you're just not focusing on those aspects of yourself as an athlete. Um, but there is ways that marathoners can incorporate speed training into their yearly view and into their, their marathon training. And I think that there's two great ways to do it. The two ways. So th the best ways for marathoners to incorporate speed training into their, their year. The first time that you could choose to do it is if you have a gap between marathon cycles. So let's say that you train for two marathons a year. Your first one ended last October. And um, now you're going to do one that's not until, let's say, May. That's a long period of time. That's what, seven months, maybe even eight months. You really only need to train with focus for a marathon for, let's say, four to five months. So if you have that one or two month window, you can get a small block of speed training in there. It's important to take a rest, take two weeks off, build your base back up. But then if you, let's say you have maybe four or five weeks before you need to get back in the marathon training, that's a great time to focus on speed. The other time that's good to focus on speed is during the marathon training itself. And I would say that um, if, if, if this is the only time you're doing it, it's probably not ideal. It probably would be good to, to take a separate period of time, fully removed from marathon training where you're focusing on speed. But, but if you, if you are in the midst of marathon training right now, and you think you, one of your main limiting factors is your speed and you want to get faster and you think purely getting, you know, getting faster is going to help you run a better marathon then you can do it in the midst of marathon training. There's a specific time that I would recommend it. Uh, so I teach this concept called the six phases of marathon training. And I've talked about it here on the podcast before. The first phase is base building, consisting mostly easy mileage. The second phase is speed development. And that's where I would focus on it. The third phase is uh, marathon specific quality. So things like your longest long runs, tempo runs at marathon pace or faster, very specific to the marathon type of training, highest mileage. Then you get into your taper, then you race, and then you recover. Those are the six phases. So it's after your base, once you've rebuilt your fitness of mostly easy run running, you've rebuilt your mileage, then you could spend four or five weeks really focusing on speed. And um, I actually have a, a new training program. It's called Run Your Fastest Mile. And the whole intent of this is to help marathoners deviate a little bit from their standard types of workouts and get them training faster. So uh, we could go into that a bit if you want, Letty, but there's certain types of workouts that I think are really, really helpful if you want to kind of break out of the rut of what your standard paces are and really get into kind of a next level of what you're capable of. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear about it, but let me backtrack just a little bit. When you're saying that, you know, there's two ways of incorporating the speed training and one of them would be during the gap of not having uh, a marathon. And basically mm -hmm. you're talking about that being when you do your base mileage. So with that, will you continue just doing base miles and then sprinkle that in? Is that what you're talking about? So let's say you have a two or three month gap between blocks of marathon training. A lot of people wonder what to do in that that time. Um, I think if you let's yeah you have two or three months, you can do like a mini training cycle in there. You could you take your two weeks of rest after your your marathon, then you do let's say maybe three weeks of base building, get your mileage back up to a, a level that is good for you, and then you could do about a month of of mile to 5k focused speed training and then maybe cap that off with with a mile race or a 5k race i actually kind of just did this and and in the fall a lot of folks do this so i ran chicago in early october and then i ran a turkey trot 5k in late november um after i took my two weeks off after chicago rebuilt my base trained for three or four weeks before the turkey trot getting ready for that 5k and then i raced the 5k Now I still have more time until my next marathon, but th this period between races is a great time to focus on your speed if you have that window of opportunity available. Um, the other thing is if you're only doing like one marathon a year, like for example, I ran Chicago last fall. If I do a marathon in 2024, it's probably going to be New York next fall, but I'm not going to do a marathon this spring. So I'm going to take the six months this spring to focus on shorter distances. I'm going to uh, probably race nothing longer than a 10K because I know I want to get faster in this six months before I go back to the marathon next fall. Okay, I love it. Thank you for explaining that. And then, yes, I would love to hear about the workouts. Um, for those who have not listened to the podcast where we talked about the six phases of marathon training, you know, a lot of them, a lot of people will probably like, wait a minute, I am doing workouts for the marathon. So how are they different than the ones that you're going to tell us about for the mile? Because I know in your six phases, mm -hmm. you have a marathon specific workouts. Maybe you can talk about the difference a little bit. Mm -hmm. So in my typical marathon training programs, I do include what's called a speed development phase. Uh, and this is not really what I'm talking about, though, here on this podcast. So my normal speed development phase for marathoners includes workouts that are 5K to 10K pace. And, you know, it, this could be things like 800 meters at 5K to 10K pace repeats. It could be uh, kilometers at that pace. It could even be miles at that pace. It could be something like three times a mile at 10K pace. That's a great speed workout. For when you're training for a marathon, the the length of these intervals is long. You know, they're, they're over three minutes, probably three to three to eight minutes, depending on what it is. And the intensity is eighty percent, maybe. It's a good. It's a VO2 max style workout. It it really it it it's a pretty high intensity workout. It does a good deal of good for you. Um, but it's definitely still an endurance building workout. It's not necessarily a speed building workout. It's good if you're training for the marathon. And it's and it's it prepares you for doing the longer runs and the longer tempo runs that are going to come. During that speed building phase, I also give people short and fast tempo runs. So things like 
a 20 minute or a three mile tempo at their lactic threshold to half marathon pace. So pretty fast tempos, like good deal faster than marathon pace. But then as the athlete gets closer to the marathon, I generally have start giving them more specific workouts, things exactly at marathon pace or just a little bit faster. And I find that that works best. However, I think it's really helpful for uh, athletes to do what I would call true speed training at least once a year. So one way to do this is to take uh, five weeks of time to train as if you are a miler. This is something that most adult runners, unless you ran in high school or, or college, probably never really done. And to do this, you would run workouts that are going to prepare you to run the fastest mile that you've ever run. The two main types of workouts that, that I've included in this program I've created are short, fast interval workouts at your mile race pace that have a, a very generous rest, full recovery rest. But these are short intervals, things like 200 meter repeats, 300 meter repeats, 400 meter repeats at, at your mile pace. For most folks, um, you may have not ever really even run this fast before in a workout. The second type of workout that I included in, in the program is a weekly fartlek. And fartleks are one of my favorite types of workouts. They're fairly unstructured, and you're meant to run them by feel. It could be something like a five-mile run with the middle three miles at um, you're alternating between one minute fast and one minute slow. That's a fantastic workout for getting you out of your comfort zone, learning how much you can push yourself and getting a feel for what it feels like to run hard, recover, run hard, recover, and and learn, yeah, what you're capable of. With those types of workouts, I don't really give specific paces, but the intent is that you want to run them somewhere between your 5K pace and your one-mile pace for that fast minute. And then for the recovery run, you try to figure out like what you're capable of. So if if you're going fast in the fast minute, you go kind of slow in the slow minute. If you're not going as fast in the fast minute, you can go a little faster in the slow minute. But these are fun workouts to experiment with and really figure out how much you can push yourself. They build a lot of confidence when it comes to then either running a mile like I have at the end of my program and trying to run the fastest you've ever had or just, you know, in your next race because it's a type of workout where you really shouldn't be work, looking at your watch too much. You're, you're not just trying to hit splits. You're, you're trying to listen to your, your body and how you feel and do your best just based on how you feel. So those two types of workouts, short, fast interval workouts combined with a weekly fart lick. If you did that for about a month, you'd be prepared to, I, I would say 90% of the folks listening to this and if, if you never have focused on speed before, after doing that, you'd most likely set a, a PR in the mile. And yeah, it's a pretty cool thing to do. Very different for marathoners. I love it. Music to my ears. I love uh, effort-based runs where you don't really have to pay attention to your watch a lot. Um, so you were saying that the marathon-specific, you know, 800s and up are for endurance building. Um, can mm -hmm. you maybe explain to us scientifically what happens to your body, we know they're confidence builders, but what happens 
to our body muscles or whatever when we run these shorter, faster workouts? Yeah, so the shorter and faster ones, which which are deviation from my standard marathon plan, but but something that I think those listening to, they should incorporate this at least once a year. These are th- these are different than than marathon specific workouts. They so the the fast repetitions, the the fast intervals, two hundreds, three hundreds, four hundreds, four hundreds on the track. These are more what you might consider a neuromuscular type of workout. They they train your your body to run fast. They train your nervous system to fire fast. They are not an aerobic workout in the way that longer intervals are. Marathon training is mostly an aerobic activity. It's probably like 99% aerobic. But these shorter, faster workouts, they, they train something different. They train your body to actually move fast and and run more efficiently. You can this your at your top speed is going to be your limiting factor when it comes to any distance race. So the the more you can push your top speed higher, the more then your aerobic system can help power you to these longer distance race goals. Um, the 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 shorter faster workouts are going to potentially create a lot more lactic acid in your body that things like 400 meters on a track are pretty, pretty hard. And it's, it's a type of workout that most marathoners don't experiment with too much, but it's a crucial part of kind of your overall ability as an athlete to become the best athlete you can be. You not only need to train your aerobic system, which is what we mostly do in marathons. You also need to to train um, your tolerance to lactic acid, and that's primarily your limiting factor when it comes to running fast. Tempo runs, things like that, they do push up your tolerance to to lactate. You you will be able to run faster for longer if you just do tempo runs, but to actually really drive up your top speed and improve your your running form and your running economy these shorter faster workouts are i think i think essential to include at least once a year by no means do they replace the bulk of marathon training marathon training is purely aerobic but like i was saying earlier you can really only chase speed or endurance at the same at, at one time you can't do both and marathon training primarily chases endurance and when you chase endurance you actually diminish your speed and when you chase speed you actually diminish your your endurance a little bit too so it's important to have a balance throughout the course of the year not completely neglect the speed system and um i would say that yeah for most marathoners it's very it's a very big opportunity for them to take advantage of I love it. Thank you for explaining that. And I guess I'm going to ask you, why do you think so few coaches talk about this? Is it because when people sign up for training, they're not at that level? Or I mean, even the advanced plans that you can find online, say with Hal Higdon, why don't they make them just four or five weeks longer and include something like that if if that really helps you? That's a good question. Um, You know, I think that but yeah, why don't other plans include that? I mean, I think 
Because whenever you're training for a certain plan, you're training for a certain goal. I think the bigger problem is that some people just get very hooked on the longer distances and they don't deviate too much from it. I mean, one of the things that I always encourage my athletes to do, the the folks I work one-on-one with, is I will say, don't run more than two or three marathons in a row. I think that that's not a great idea for your long-term development as an athlete. I think that after two or three marathons, you want to take six months off and run nothing longer than a half. Because if all you do is just marathon after marathon after marathon for years, year after year after year, you're never you're never prioritizing the shorter, faster aspects of running. And you're those all those aspects of you as an athlete are diminishing. But if you if you take six months off from marathoning after two cycles or three cycles, just focus on like the 5K, 10K, maybe go up to the half, then you are touching on it. So I think it's more of a, not so much an issue with training plans. It's it's more of an issue with just like how we look at our long-term trajectory and running and making sure we're, we're balancing, you know, working on all the different aspects that make us good athlete and, and not neglecting them. That's what I would say. That makes sense. Yeah. And especially nowadays when, you know, again, it comes down to us wanting to chase the marathons and it's good to hear that it's healthy, probably also prevents some injuries to take some time off after a few marathon cycles and make sure everything is really, truly healthy. Mm-hmm. So with that said, can you please provide us with just a brief overview of the key components of your speed training program that you've created and how you can ensure that marathoners are then if they take that into the beginning stages of their training program, um, mm-hmm. how they can balance the training with the overall marathon preparation. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I created a, a program. It's called run your fastest mile. It's a five week program that over the course of five weeks is going to get you ready to run your fastest mile. And I would honestly say just from experience, I've, I've, given this to over 20 of the athletes I coach one-on-one and I've had other folks follow it literally over 90% of marathoners PR in this after following this. And I know that sounds crazy, but the, the marathon, uh, sorry, the, the speed of most adult marathoners is so underdeveloped that if you just focus on it for a month, most, you know, it, most folks, <laughs> if they're in good shape and focus on this for a month can PR, um, if you ran in high school and college and have like a great mile time, you know, you're probably going to need to do a bit more work to get back there. But for, for the 90% of folks listening to this who've never really focused on it, like you're going to run a great mile, really impress yourself. And it's going to help push your speed into that next level so that when you go run your next half, your marathon, you can chase a faster time. Um, a lot of folks are like, oh, I want to be Q. I need to get 15 minutes faster. You know, this is a great thing to do to help you get faster before you then try to, you know, run that faster marathon. Um, like I said, there's a, sh- there's a short, fast interval workout every week. This could be a track work. This ideally would be a track workout, but you could do it on a bike path or any measured, um, any measured area. Things like 200 meters, 300 meters, 400 meters at your mile race pace, and then a weekly fart lake. Things like, um, one minute on, one minute off, two minutes on, one minute off, that kind of thing. 
and combined with a weekly long run. And after you do this for, for four weeks, you kind of go, go into a little bit of a taper week that prepares you to run your fastest mile. And then you go to a local track or a bike path and, or sign up for a race if, if there's one around and, and do your best and see what you can do. Um, it's in terms of incorporating it into your, your marathon training. If you are preparing for a spring marathon right now and you've already started to do some base building, you know, you're, you're running easy, you're building your mileage back up. If you want to take a little bit of a deviation from the standard marathon speed workouts, this would be a great thing to plug into your training instead. We're still far enough away from spring marathons where you can, you could do four or five weeks of mile based training, really work on getting faster. And then once we get into, you know, further into the new year, you can get your two or three months of specific marathon tempos and long runs uh, before your race. So, um, I think, I think it's a great thing to do. I'm actually focusing on this myself and, um, yeah, I found a lot of success with plugging this into my marathoners training programs. I think it's, it's a great way to break out of a rut and, um, get you into kind of that next area of speed that you want to be in. Um, if, if anyone listening is interested in the program, it's, it's on my website, nightandruns.com. And I actually have a special promo code for listeners. If you just use code podcast, you can save 50% on my run your fastest mile training program. And that training program, um, what does it entail? Can people just implement that on their own or do they need to have a coach? Nope. It's, uh, so you can, you can download it and, and implement it on your own. People who who get the program, you'll also be able to join my community. So you can you can ask questions in there, and and I'll help support you if you need it along the way. But it's a it's a self directed program that that you can you can incorporate into your own training. There's different mileage options depending on where you're at with your weekly mileage, and you can also edit it as well. Um, there's videos in there explaining how to do all the different types of workouts, and there's a couple of kind of cool questionnaires where at the beginning of it, you can submit like what your goals are for this program to me, you know, I'll read them, give feedback if you request it. And then at the end of the program too, you can let me know how the race went. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear how your progress uh, went over the course of, of the training. And, and if you got benefit out of it. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I remember two summers ago when I first came up with this idea, I gave this program to about a dozen of my one-on-one athletes in the summer. And I kid you not, every single one of them PR'd in the mile. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, that's how underdeveloped the, the the speed is in most marathoners. I love it. I love always discovering something that can, you know, make our runs faster if that's what we want to do. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. And um I will link that in our show notes. And Chris, thank you so much for speaking with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, Chris, for speaking with us. It was very insightful to hear how this fast mileage training can be incorporated, even if you are on a marathon training plan. I will try my best to do the same. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Brian, what do you think about running fast miles and sprinkling that into your training every once in a while? 
Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, the proof is in the pudding, per se. I'm sure, you know, the research shows it. But if you want to run faster miles, but you running a set distance, it's going to be really hard to run faster when your body's really used to going the same speed. But if you chop that down to a short distance and you can push yourself harder and get used to that faster speed, then it can translate back to the longer distances. It makes sense when you say it like that and uh, incorporating training and also like how these two types of exercises kind of get you out of that monotony of the normal longer marathon pace runs. And if anyone else listening gives it a try, let us know how it goes. Yeah, let us know how it goes for you. And of course, let Chris know too. If this is training that works for you, I'm sure he would appreciate the feedback. Yeah. And with that, Have a great week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information and marathon running news, please head to www.marathonrunningpodcast.com and we'll be back next week. Bye.